The Another World is Possible audio podcast presents Toward the Destruction of Schooling, written anonymously. Chapter 1. The Role of Schooling in Society. Quote, when examined, answer with questions. Unquote. Graffiti, Paris, 1968. Most people don't like being told what to do. Any institution that aims to structure and regiment a person's life is, to a certain extent, in conflict with that person. The interesting thing is that that person is not always in willful conflict with the institution. Those who are obedient and fulfill their role as students understandably try to ignore the negative effects their schooling is having on them. But who would honestly deny that these effects are quite visible? Students are taught through, a process, through the process of schooling to be conformist, unimaginative, docile, and a great many other things that are by and large considered virtues in the working world. Stay this way and you may never feel good about yourself, but you will be congratulated by authority figures for the rest of your life. I think that the antagonistic feelings that people have toward school reflect what schools are trying to do to you. Our present situation in which compulsory schooling appears to be so natural has a historical context. The forces at work and reasons why we spend so much of our lives in school can only be adequately explained from a perspective that looks at schooling historically in terms of the means employed and the ends desired and looks at where these institutional designs leave the individual caught up in school. Such a perspective can be revolutionary only if it identifies with the individual caught up in school, with their needs and desires, their anger and frustration. We must look at how schooling fits into the whole of society and what sort of social relationships and institutions are hinged upon keeping this individual, you, for all practical purposes, acquiescent. The problem, namely, that most people do, in fact, do what they are told, is a problem with the totally civilized social relations. Schooling is a fundamental process of our society. It can be understood as the ensemble of techniques by which a society instructs the young in the knowledge, values, and attitudes necessary for being, becoming reasonable, responsible members of society, reproducing the dominant social order. The bells, the classes, the rules, the discipline, all are important aspects of a controlling process aimed at molding the individual into a form more desirable to others, to authorities. Schooling, like work, is based on coercion. Generally speaking, one does not do schoolwork because the experience itself is rewarding. One does not do schoolwork on one's own terms. Also, there is a carrot or a stick guiding your progress, usually both. Max Stirner had it right when he said that, quote, the school question is a life question, unquote. The most important life skill taught in schools is subservience. It is absolutely essential to all hierarchical social systems. Education, as William Torrey Harris, U.S. Commissioner of Education at the turn of the century, once defined it, 
is, quote, the subsumption of the individual, unquote. Nobody is absolutely free of social pressures, material forces, outside influences, but it does not follow that we should submit to the ideal of the individual's, quote, adjustment to the social terrain, behavior modification administered by the guardians of the Republic. There is an essential tension here, the tension between unique individuals and the social institutions that prevent their self-determination. The necessity of schools is deeply ingrained in the modern psyche. Implicit in the acceptance of any modern political ideology is the assumption that the individual exists to serve the common good or some higher principle exterior to personal subjectivity. In fact, this seems to be the basis of all ideology, all political systems, all forms of rule. So, proceeding from this assumption, the sufficiently schooled person, the university student, for example, assumes the thinking of a social planner with regard to all political questions. Critical thinking is so discouraged that many are virtually incapable of taking an anti-political stance against all the moral baggage of formal ideology, against the totality, totality of, quote, mental production. Alexander Inglis had the following to say about this aspect of schooling. Quote, it must be recognized that in American society, each individual must be not merely a law-abiding citizen, but also to some extent a law-making citizen. Unquote. In a democratic state, social stability rests principally on the internalization of the values behind the rules, the morality behind its reification in law. One can dislike school and still believe in its mythology. Most people do. The stereotypes of good students, bad students, and every other category of student conceal the question of the desirability of systems of grading and categorization. Quote, banalities due to what they conceal work for the dominant organization of life. Words will not cease to work until people do. Unquote, wrote Mustafa Kiata. The mythology of this dominant organization of life consists of myths such as the necessity of being schooled in order to learn, the detached objectivity and intelligence of the intellectual, and many others, all reflecting capitalist values, the most salient of which is progress. The student, like society, is continually making progress. The student's progress, like that of society, is fundamentally a domestication of the human animal. When Derek Jensen asked himself why schooling took, takes so long, the answer he came up with was straightforward and truthful. Quote, it takes that long to sufficiently break a child's will. It is not easy to disconnect children's wills, to disconnect them from their own experiences of the world in preparation for the lives of painful employment they will have to endure." Unquote. A few centuries earlier, Immanuel Kant put it more succinctly, quote, Man must be disciplined because he is naturally wild. Unquote. Discipline is at the heart of the educational enterprise. Schools are obviously not organized by the students.
They are the population that is to be controlled, monitored, measured, and disciplined. Discipline is, quote, what the factory and the office and a store ch share with the prison and the school and the mental hospital, unquote. There are certain rules to be followed, and the student is watched at all times to make sure she is conforming. Discipline is essential, but it does not explain all aspects of schooling. Knowledge, the commodity that the school deposits in you or showers you with, is something exterior to the student, who accumulates knowledge in a process beyond her control. Knowledge is power, most commonly to the extent that one can serve the interests of power <clears throat> and secure a comfortable or powerful place in the social order. Foucault pointed out that power necessarily produces knowledge. Quote, power and knowledge directly imply one another. There is no power relation without the correlative constitution of a field of knowledge, nor any knowledge that does not presuppose and constitute at the same time power relations. Unquote. Highly specialized knowledge of the type that schools impart reflects complex power relations hinging on extensive hierarchy and division of labor. The increasing importance of schooling in modern society reflects society's increasing totalitarianism in the sense that more and more human activities are subordinated to and conditioned by the advanced techniques of a technological society whose driving force is capital. It is obvious that any critique of schooling must have within it a critique of the social order of which the schools are a part, and vice versa. Schooling seems to be a positive feedback system. More and more people go through schools, capitalism advances, and more schools are needed to keep people subservient to the bosses. Education is such an important, quote, right for all people that it, quote, shall be compulsory Unquote. According to Article 26 of the 1948 Universal Declaration of Human Rights, education seems to be something that all the ideologues can agree on. It is obviously helping people to adapt to the insanity of modern society. We become automatons, docile bodies, boring, dumb, and monotonous from doing schoolwork with the same characteristics. By and large, students submit to their behavior modification and faithfully reproduce the current social order.